two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X. With X Communicate, media and presentation training and team building. Develop your personal brand and learn how to promote your organisation effectively in the media with a one-day course at Radio X's studios in Exeter. Or we can come to you. We'll help you build your profile, tackle a crisis and perform to your potential. Media and presentation training and team building from X Communicate. Welcome to episode 20 of Two Locks and a Cox, our Christmas special. And you're joined today by Chris Bentley, the Christmas wizard and snowman of justice and fun. Dame Sarah Cox of the Realm, Little Jiminy Cricket and the Ebenezer Scrooge of Rugby Union, Ian Dunstan. This week on the field, tough loss for the Chiefs women at home, the men have a win for the ages, our favourite rugby stories off the field and in the bin, RG Simon moving to Leinster. We also have our special guest, the Statman, Dave Church. And we all have to introduce him with because he's a stat man and knows every stat about Exeter Chiefs and we're going to have a little quiz as it's our Christmas special. Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X. Oh, Full of energy. There he is. Ebony. Thanks though, the Scrooge. I don't know quite how I got the Scrooge. I'm the gift that keeps giving. Well... You're the snack accident. I, yeah, I know, but like I said, uh... no, Ian, you're like you're. Like, to be honest, I should have called you the big grandfather Christmas because there's been a big road accident and it's delayed us by an hour. And Ian was totally relaxed because he like he realised it was out of everyone's control, and then he was suggesting alternate traffic methods to get in. And I said, accept the things you cannot change. Wisdom. There's no point in getting angry about it, is there? Chris goes really scouse when he gets all stressed on the phone. He's like, <laughs> like real scouse. Like he's was, straight back on the whirl. I was not. I Where was, even scousers don't want to live. I was I was losing my head a little bit because people were just driving terribly. And then Faye was like, just Chris, calm down. I was like, I am calm. And when people... The worst... In the history of time, no one has ever calmed down by being told to calm down. <laughs> no one's ever... Never ever has someone gone, calm down. Do you know what? Yeah, I will calm. You go, no, I calm, am calm. calm down, followed quietly next by a stun gun. <laughs> yeah, get tasered. I am calm. Please stop this. I just want to turn left, and everyone's trying to turn right at the traffic. Why are they turning right into traffic that's not working? Uh, so, what about our great guest? Can we say hello? Yeah, sorry, hello. Let's have a round of applause for our guest. Come on. So, anyone that follows the expertise will know that. Uh, Pretty much every prior to every game, Dave puts out amazing stats and factoids that are like little known. You've got you've got an amazing one about Chiefs scoring points that you said you were going to bring. Is that right? Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Obviously, long time listener, fan of the pod. We know this. Everybody is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, you've just got to talk because he, he will not let you get a word in. So you just have to dive in as soon as there's a moment uh, silence. Instantly. I was so just, happy that Dave's here. I rubbed my hands in glee and did a little hand fart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suddenly realised and the mic picked it up. Have, you ever, have you ever been invited or, or <laughs> introduced by a hand fart before, Dave? Uh, not recently. No, good. Good. Right, tell us, what was that stat? So the stat I've got is... Um, when Chiefs have scored in those two European games. Yeah. So the first quarter of the two games, they've lost 12-14. The second quarter, they've lost 3-23. The third quarter, so after half-time, has been 8-5. But that final quarter, 28-0. Boom. Chiefs. Wow. And I actually, like in the last six games, um, over half their points have come in the last quarter. So going back to the So same, that is a massive game. testament to Mark Twiggs and the conditioning staff. Chiefs are fit as lops. And strong in the head. Yeah. It's mental strength, isn't it? Having that commitment, knowing that if we keep doing what we're doing, this will work as soon as, say, this new rush, it's, it's, which we'll talk um, about in a bit. It's Carolina Panthers, keep pounding. Yeah. You just keep pounding the stone, eventually it breaks. Exactly. It's, it, it's not the thousandth hit that... No, it's not the first hit, it's the thousandth hit that breaks yeah. it, yeah. There you go. Why? Yeah. Come on then, Chris, let's get going. What's, so what's first thing on our agenda today? <clears throat> first thing on the agenda is the women's game where the women decided to be pretty crap against league leaders Gloucester, concede 19 points, and then go, actually, we should have a go, and were amazing. Um, but then Gloucester got a bit fortunate down the left flank and scored right at the death to win it. <laughs> what's wrong with that? The left flank. I said the left flank. <laughs> you, you, you started off somewhere else. <laughs> You have got minds like sewers. <laughs> you absolute savages. That's all I heard. Oh, no, you've you've set you've set Brad the rugby god off now. Oh, 
Oh, it's a Christmas special. Everyone's okay. having fun today. We're so, full of joy. Okay, so the first half was like watching the under-15s play where a mistake happened and then they made another mistake and another mistake. And I think that, that was... And, and when you're playing against a team like Mo Hunt and, and um, Sarah Beckett... Sarah, I always go on about Sarah Beckett because I played against their dad. I used to be petrified of him um, who played for Waterloo and he was massive. Uh, and he was a tight head prop that could actually carry and both Charlie and Sarah both can carry. But she's got offloads for days as well. I think they, they've they had a few too many easy games where they've broken through someone's defence quite quickly or done really well and then the, 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 the better players have really shone. This time they came up against something that they didn't quite expect and they were defending. Uh, and your normal people were amazing, Claudia McDonald. Rachel Johnson was just out there smashing everything. She is just... She's a, assassin. She is a, she's a proper athlete though, isn't she? And every single hit. Uh, and having someone on that team really leads somebody on. I know when I've seen someone on my side really put a big hit and you're like, oh, well, yeah, they can do it. I'm going to do that as well. Uh, Claudia McDonald. You, you just think it. Right. <laughs> well, that's all right. Thinking it's all right, Chris. <laughs> no, you don't have to do everything you think of because otherwise things that go on in your head, well, yeah, they can't even yeah, be spoken about. Family show, Ian. Family there show. we go. So, well, yeah, so they, so they were doing that and then it was just, um, I don't know, just it, they were Gloucester Harpy that good. They were very good, but everything just didn't go to hand. So the line out went wonky and the, the, the passes out the back door, instead of going to the player that was running in behind, went to the floor and it just sort of needed... And then, and then well, Dave, you were watching it as well. What's your take? So my view of the game was somewhat impaired by a toddler sitting on my lap for most of it. Right. But I take that as a massive positive. That's the longest she's ever watched anything on the TV. So oh, wow. Some top parenting. Yeah. And It's oh, green. It's green. Children like green. Yeah. Um, when I had my little pair, they, if you put something green on the screen, that's why you have all these sensorial shows, like Teletubbies, lots of colour. Uh, and I tried talking to her about the, the nuance of the game, mm-hmm. um, accepting that she can barely... She's cope. two. Yeah, she's two. She doesn't... Well, it's oh. long enough, that's long enough to so, start, yeah. you know, right. down... Two years or, old, yeah. you're just about the limit. That's where you, you're well, not getting the, the sleeping nights, because I used to watch horror movies with my pair. I'd go down at, like, three in the morning and watch, like, really dark horror films, and the kids were just sat there like... Ugh. I'm going to segue slightly... Because I have heard a story about you recently, Mr Bentley, talking of children and parents being at clubs with children. And I've heard that you go to rugby with Beatrice and you are her top fan. So much so that when poor Beatrice is stood on the sideline waiting for her turn on the pitch, do you or do you not go and get a tackle bag and make Beatrice tackle the bag while she is stood waiting to have a turn? You've got this wrong. Actually, are you sure? Yeah, hundred percent. Beatrice is she's she's anyone that's seen um, uh, a league of their own, the, the baseball movie with Tom Hanks, and um, he comes into coach and he's from the majors, but he's got injured and he comes and coaches the women's team and he's like, "There's no crying in baseball," and he finds it really difficult. I find it really difficult because my daughter at the moment is very much in the participatory phase of rugby union. She's not like a leader. She just wants to be there and be amongst it. And um, it, it's quite peculiar for me because I'm like, I'm, I'm from the, the only excuse is death. You're dead or your family's dead or you're absolutely flat out. Whereas B's just finding her way. And one of the things that she's really, the, the big challenge she's got to get through, and the coaches have been so much better than I'd ever be, um, is, is they've got the patience and they're working with her. She's still got to make her first tackle in a game. So when she's p- playing games at the moment, she says to me, because she's on the bench, because she's not, she's not deserving of a start, Dad, can we do a bit extra tackling? So she's asking me to do the tackling with her. I heard very different. I heard that you're that parent that, oh, goes, God, no. that goes to the container, gets the tackle shield no, out and says, no. you're not going to sit here twiddling your thumbs. Hit no, no, this no. And then I, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've, I've given massive props to all of the coaches because I've, I've found it really difficult. But then I remembered when I first, my, my rugby journey started, I was useless. I got most improved player three years on the bounce. And I've said to B, this is all about, look, you've got to do it. And once it's happened, then the penny drops because she's she's playing uh, it's under 12s and under 13s together in the team. And she's the youngest in the team, but she's also the biggest. So she's getting used to herself. And I'm like, babe, don't you worry. You, you're enjoying what you're doing. And so it's great. So I'm 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 helping her and I'm trying my best. And, and there's a couple of other girls that are lacking a bit of confidence and I'm willing to do a bit with them. But I defer to the coaches. They're so much better than me. 
Thomas made a daisy chain in the under sixes once in a game. There we go. <laughs> right, so back to the... he has definitely done that as well. He has <laughs> yeah. definitely sat on the pitch oh, and no, made a daisy no, chain. No, no, what I have done is I've sat and cried because people weren't trying hard. And I, I always tried my best. <laughs> the thing with me You're was not trying hard enough. maximum effort, minimal ability. You're very sentimental to, this morning. Mm. You, you're getting very deep and meaningful. No, you put me into that play. I want to hear about Dave. He sat God on the sofa Dave. watching Sorry, a Dave. game with I his daughter, was... and we want to know about the women's game. So, Coxie, so, I thought it was I thought it was worth taking the mick out of him for. So that wasn't that was crap. Carry on. So, so yeah, I my fear was that um, my daughter, she hadn't been really been paying attention, wasn't really taking it in, mm-hmm. and suddenly about thirty minutes into the game, there's a turnover, and she goes, "Chiefs have got the ball, Daddy." Oh, wow. So, um, so she's obviously been paying attention. Yeah. Um, on on Mondays really we have pleased. together, where we generally watch the rugby highlights, mm-hmm. um, interspersed with Hey Dougie, are obviously starting to pay off now. Yeah, sound rate that. So strong. But I think generally the game, it was really, it's like you say, it was really frustrating. They were obviously some way off their best, mm. but actually, if that ball had bounced for that last try yeah. differently, yeah. they'd had the, the luck that Jack Dunn had. Sunday afternoon could have been quite a different afternoon how many times do you see that ball 99% of the time that ball goes into touch Mm. 99 and then all of a sudden it drops out of the air from nowhere and bounces back in the opposite direction we'll talk about bouncing balls when we talk about the men's game but I want to just continue with the women's game. I also thought the ref... Well, I don't know whether... Were Gloucester suddenly becoming profligate? Because Chiefs got a lot of penalties and they certainly took advantage to score a lot of points pretty quickly. And you thought they'd won the game. Yeah, so I, I, I watched the game, obviously, and um, I thought he was really nicely balanced, that referee. I thought he did a really good job. Um, I think he let it flow where it needed to flow. I think he penalised what he needed to penalise. And his communication as well, I thought, was, was spot on because everybody knew where they were. They knew what was happening. And um, I think sometimes you just get a run of penalties. And he got involved in a on mall, didn't he? Oh, yes, he got, yeah. <laughs> there is you know. nothing worse. There's nothing worse because you see out the corner of your eye that there's there's forwards coming round the back of that mall and you think, right, I need to get out of the way of here. I, what you do I not... detest mall defence in the modern era. I detest it. Okay, that's another subject we're going to come I on to in a minute. Absolutely, det- I detest if someone says I'm bound and then walks all the way around to the back of the mall. You're meant to be at the back foot of the mall and enter from the back foot, and and all this working your hips round. No, I'm not different, having that. Different rant, Bentley. Sharp. I'm not having it. Talking I, no, about... but but I've seen it so often now, and a mall is a brilliant skill in rugby union, and it's being absolutely neutered because referees are allowing people to walk all the way around, and coaches are doing it, and we need to stop it. Once you can pass the midline of a mall, you must go back to the back foot. But where does that say that in law? Uh, it's always been an interpretation. Only recently, this this is where we need to have an amendment in the law because everyone's been a, an absolute Scheissenhauser if you were German, and they're working their way around and they're just ruining the mall as an art form. Yeah, but I, I get your point. But where in law do I penalise someone? The, as soon as they go past the midpoint of the mall, get to the back foot. You, but where does it? The, say, why, it why says, do... So the law's talking about being bound, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I say even if you go through the middle of a mall, yeah. which is legal, mm. technically it's still illegal because there's no way you've gone through a middle of a mall without being bound. But no, you're bound in by someone. You're bound in by other people rather than yeah, being but bound I quite in by like, yourself. I quite like that if you can work through a mall and there's there's great mall destroyers. Um, Sam Knott, for, as a real simple local example, he plays for Taunton. Six foot eight, massive dude. He's brilliant mall defence because he just breaks through a mall. Yeah, he, he breaks the seam, doesn't he? Completely. Yeah. That's great mall work. When you have a bloke who grabs hold of someone and then wor- works his hips all the way around to the back, and then at some point, it's it's nuanced, they will invariably be involved in sacking that mall by throwing their hips in, and it's like, ah. Oh, yeah, but I, I get uh, what you're saying because you're, you're of the dark ages of you need not to push Not dark ages, things. the enlightened ages when oh, mauling was a real skill. Yeah, but like now, the game is, the game is evolving all the time and mm. there are always things that you want to find in law that you can it's like manipulate hook, it's like around. hookers don't hook, malls aren't malls. Well, and, and we're, we're losing so many of the finer parts of the game. Right. Dinosaur. I just, I've just remembered another nickname I had with Noodle Arms because they had the ability of being there and like they, they think they got the ball at the back secure and this Noodle Arm would just reach through and grab it from like the back. Go go gadget arm. Exactly. But I, I, your, your struggle, your struggle to penalise them all because the, it says in law that about being bound, like Ian says. So if they're always bound, there is no issue. So I, I get what you're saying, but unfortunately, this is how the modern game is now. Now but, is. But, but the, the the big thing for me is you see them. They say they're bound, and then there's always subtle changes. That if you bind, if you bind to a mall, there's no way you can get round the back without changing your positioning. You just can't do it. If a mall is, if a, and you see these perfectly set malls, and blokes will grab hold of each other and go, oh, I'm still bound, 
And there's no right. way they, how they end up at the back of the opposition mall by remaining bound. Because they've spun round. No, but spun malls round. go straight. The mall but, goes straight and right. they just work their so way your, around. Your mall defence used to be rip and spin. Mm-hmm. Didn't it? So that was one of your defences. And there was, there was an in. amendment of the law, so we couldn't do it anymore. So you used to run in and you'd rip and spin. So you'd yeah. grab the guy that you grabbed hold of, try and rip him out and spin yeah. them all round. Right, there wasn't an amendment law, Coxie's face. There was there was a diktat sent out to stop them doing that because it yeah. was you couldn't stop us. If we did rip and spin defence, you couldn't stop us. Yeah. So we'd now rip, now it is, as long as you're bound, and you hear the referees very clearly say, do not change your bind. And they warn them, then they tell them to get out. So they are already starting to clamp down on this sort of swimming around the outside. But you saw Leicester at Stade Francais and they did it and you're just like Ugh. well it's a way to kill Stad the ball isn't it to get turned over because kill the mall and then I, I, oh. but the mall if the mall is properly set up and you don't allow it to spin those guys are never going to go no, around no but this is the point Stad for example had a straight drive Dave you can jump in here mate don't don't be I need someone on my join team join our argument you can have a straight <laughs> drive and then suddenly you'll see a load of blokes have all come around the back or women have come around the back of your mall and you're like I've just, no. I've just read Dave's notebook. Number of straight drives uh, given in a game. <laughs> a one out of 32 more. So you're wrong again, Chris. Anyway, we were talking that it was really nice for the referee in the women's game to get involved in the mall. Oh, yes, yes. And <laughs> I was saying, there, there is nothing worse when you can see forwards out the corner of your eye and you're like, I've got to get out of the way. The only way that I can go is tight into this mall because more often than not, no one's going down there because there's not enough space and there's too many people that could end up tackling you. He dips into that space that you think is safe. He was not safe. <laughs> and then more, all of a sudden you find yourself in the middle of a mall. The worst one is in the middle of a ruck. When you find yourself in the middle of a, a ruck and you look up and there's all these players looking at you like, what do we do? Are you all right? And you're like, I'm not really all right. That really hurt. But I don't know how to get up and now, to, now dust my ego off because I found myself in the bottom of a ruck and everyone's really embarrassed. You're going to blow your whistle and it's got mud in it. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. work. So then you're like, quick, second whistle. He's like, oh, yeah. no. I did that the other day. I got, my, I got like well, You two can get away from your, your mate stuck. fest. <laughs> um, on the subject of, of amazing tight forwards, just say Emily Totozzi and Delika Manin did make it into the team of the week. Um, for the Chiefs yeah, and they're, they're great that. and I quite like the fact Emily Totozzi's got like a shooter's armband now um, for throwing in like in, in the NBA they wear those armbands and she's got like this full length what sleeve what do they do? I think it's hers actually had elbow padding on so I think it was more because uh, she okay, just her yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but also Alex Tessier playing at 10 and I wanted to comment that one of the things I really liked about the Chiefs was how she works with Gabby Cantorna switching around as playmaker which led to one of the Chiefs main tries where Gabby came in at 10, took it right to the line, which she's quite robust to do, but was able to throw out the bat for Tessier, so she had time to throw the ball over the top for Claudia to score the try, which was a really nice bit of play. When you've got a ball playing 12, the, the defence have to jam in, because Gabs is, is powerful running, they've yeah. got to jam in, and that created time and space, yeah. which was lovely to see. And they both got a hell of a boot on them as well. So one one is very oh, good. And the other one I wanted to mention was Harriet Miller-Mills, who came off oh, the yeah. bench, and I thought she brought real impact to the game. Yeah, yeah. Her brother um, plays for Northampton. Really? Yeah. Well, she, she's England international, isn't she? Yeah. yeah, but yeah. How, how good is the Chiefs women's team when your internationals on the bench coming off? Yeah. But I thought she brought real impetus to the proceedings, and I was well impressed with her. Yeah, they're they they're very well structured at the moment, and they're playing some very good rugby, um, which I think is now that because they're, they're pretty much a new team, aren't they? We've, they've got a few sort of regular faces, but they've cleared out a lot of of their old schoolers, and they've got some new faces, a lot like the men, really. And they're actually starting to, to find their stride and, and starting to hit their stride now. And I think it's it's working really well for them. They are, but those first 20 minutes against a side that they've got history and beef with that was difficult, they didn't show that. Yeah, but I think I think they then they then because it could have been 40 points to nil, couldn't it? And yeah. you know we've we've all seen that. Um, they came back in that second half, and I thought they did fantastically well to to dig deep as a team, didn't they? It, it kind of felt like one of those games where a team starts badly, somehow scrapes over the line, and if they'd scraped over the line mm. and that ball had bounced like it should have done, you'd be talking about them being the, the whole. That's the hallmark of a champion side, isn't it? To win when they're playing badly. Yeah. 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 That that ball bounces the, in the wrong direction from an extra point of view, and yeah. we're all talking about a defeat. I think I think we could have a really interesting PWR league this year. I think mm. you could you could have some movement of some some very different teams, which I think will, will look will be great for the game. I think it it will be unbelievable. But you know, Saracens are, are doing well at the moment, but extra extra <laughs> second, in the mix. yeah, they're they're in second Chiefs in the, the league. Yeah, and that and, was that was a tough that was a tough loss to take. Yeah, they, they, yeah. I think the thing was because they. They'd worked hard, doubled down, pulled it back. You think you're yeah. going to win this? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, let's move on then. Subjects of dead and buried. Chiefs men. Yeah. What a game from the Chiefs men. <laughs> Honestly. And the Jack Dunn try. Mate, Jack Dunn's try reminded me of me. It reminded me of me. It was, I mean, it was, you know, galloping along. You. Galloping you along could never in space. Have done that. Stripping a back, beating them for pace, then diving in. It was like, God, Faye even looked at me, he's like, God, Chris, that's like you as a kid. To get the splash in afterwards, wasn't it? Was, <laughs> was pretty amazing. Especially after Goody had a go at Slade last week on social media, wasn't it? Andy Goody said, oh, Slade, great try in the last bit of the game, but you could have done a, uh, a decent swallow dive for it. And he went, it was 80 minutes in, I was knackered. Oh, mate, if you think about how Matt Jess used to dive in, it's a massive advancement. I've also dived on that extra pitch and it really hurts. It's rock hard. Have you ever done like a proper swan dive? Nope. It really hurts if you get it wrong. It feel like you've broken your back. Did you actually ask that as a question? <laughs> knowing, not knowing the answer already. Hang on, Dave's here, the stats. I've read Dave's pad. Has Chris ever done a, uh, a swan dive? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we didn't need to dig very far in the data for that. <laughs> no. um, did, you, did you hear Rob's quote about the Jack Dunn trial. No, no, I want to hear it. So uh, he said after the game, they went into the changing rooms. Jack Dunn got a round of applause from from the rest of the extra side because uh, it's the first time he's caught a ball all season. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Oh, no. And he's, oh, he's ex Munster as well, though, isn't he? Is no, he's Munster. Leinster. 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 Right. Ex Leinster. So right. that really matters for him so to yeah, score against even, them. Even more yeah, hatred. Yeah. No, but, but the thing is, like, because everyone gets in Slady's grill and they all boo him when he takes his kicks at training. The other thing, the harshest, the most difficult thing, the most difficult skill in rugby union is catching restart and they do restart practice um, uh, prior to training. And uh, Do you see the Claudia McDonald catch off the restart in the game? Yeah. How good was that? It just drops the wrong side one of the Gloucester players. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'll have that. But, so this is the fear. So with a restart, you've got to catch it because there's always wingers yep. chasing now. They're going to make you look a dingbat. But they, they, they practice it at training and the, the, back in my day, you used to score points, but everybody stands around and just laughs at you. And it starts to get in your head. If you have a couple of bad weeks at restart training and, and they go around the, the receiving pods all around the pitch, the kickers are all kicking them in. It starts to get in your head and then boys start winding you up. So the fact that he's said that as well would suggest that Jack's been having a tough time at restarts in, oh, in training. <laughs> Um, and, and it becomes and, and back, Rob is massive on restarts like it's a real big thing I saw an interesting one on the weekend um, in line out where teams now are starting to chuck players so high they actually the, the player Detach. leaves the lifter's yeah. hands mm -hmm. I've like I've seen it a little bit at international but that was the first time I'd seen it sort of real life if you like where he there was a clear daylight oh, between back, the two back in the day we used to with the A-League and then when I went to Exmouth we used to just get um, oh it was Ben Hawley Exmouth because I could get I could really just detach we could yeah. and we had, we'd throw him up and we'd, we'd have like a good two foot and defending line outs down the levels if you can throw somebody up and they get like 10-15 feet in the air you can cut off all Does the ball. Does that not frighten the life out of you as a catcher that you are that high in the air uh, that if you aren't caught I've, underneath I've, I've, I've shattered my ankle with a bad line out lift where I came down and caught a sock on the way down I'm, so I'm absolutely when I used to lift I was always making sure I was looking after the man yeah, I've done exactly the same my ankle the same on a bad landing no when you're up there your one focus is catching that ball you do not care what you're doing have you watched it where you've leant over and you've gone over into the gap so far or you've leant backwards to do it you've got no thought of your own um, uh, life when you're up there you just want to catch that ball that is all you want to do Mate, I have never been lifted in a lineup. <laughs> I never intend on being lifted in a lineup. Mate, when we're done, I'll throw you up in the car. No, yeah. absolutely not. I do yeah. not trust you too much. I'll go front knees. No. Chris can go back. Dear God, no. It's like, no. A, it's like a good thing when you're on the source. You start lifting people. I mm. know, I've noticed this that rugby people do that, start lifting people. Why? That's my Bermuda story. I can't share oh, that on the radio. No, don't share that on the radio. When I just thought it was fun to throw people and just tore my shorts. <laughs> I know. Dear God, I hate to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah but the, the line outside of things, yeah, you, you quite often will actually get the, the, the front uh, lifter will be the only one still in contact just sort of below oh, mate, their knees. The, the only lifters. time it frightened me was back in the day was Chris Budgeon used to lift on your shins. Because <laughs> oh, he was, because I mean, he was a weird human anyway, but he'd be like, hey, bro, I'll lift your shins, you just stay straight. Because like, right, that's how Bud used to speak. And, um, and I'm like, all right, bro. Which part of New Zealand was he from? Mate, honestly, he was able. Tasmania. His opening gambit for a conversation once again. I can't share that on air. We should do it. We should do like an after hours 18 plus pod because I've got so many stories that I just cannot share. This should be a subscription. <laughs> I, was with, I can sort of, I, people can fill in the blanks. I was sat in the change room once, me and Budge on our own. He went, hey, bro. I went, what, mate? And he was, what about? And he said one word. And I went, what? And he goes, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I was like, okay. And it was just the weirdest conversation. Uh, he was talking about things. Like what did you say last week? Cliques are only good if, uh, if not you're in, in them or not in them. No, yeah, exactly. Not, only problem with cliques is not being in them. Exactly. So anyway, just go back to worrying about the men's game. And, okay. you know, a score that was never in doubt. Uh, great to see Tommy Hayes, our old skipper, back with... Uh, yeah. Back at Sunny Park, unfortunately, I think he, he kept under the radar a little bit. Well, he was, he was back to see Munster, but he watched the women's game and the men's game. So Tommy Hayes and I now have a better relationship than we ever had. True story. I used to, when we were in the team together. I was, I was trying to beat him every. It's because you were playing for the same shirt. Oh god, yeah. And I, it was once. Was it Northampton? You got selected ahead of him, and he was captain. Uh, no, no. It was the season we got promoted into the Prem. Um, we played Mosley away first game and he was on the bench as club captain and he absolutely saw his arse with Rob. Rob was like, I've got to pick Bentos because he trained better than you. And uh, after that, Tommy pretty much got picked ahead of me forever. <laughs> <laughs> the but, end. The end I, of Chris Bentley taught, as we knew I taught, him. I tore my calf in that game and then he put me back. He put me straight back in and dropped Hanksy against London Welsh. Um, and Matt Garvey was playing for London Welsh had the best game ever. And um, I wasn't as good, and that was that. And then I, I sort of worked around the bench for. Well, I played a few games around Christmas. I played like twenty five games. Here we got promoted. Hollywood Hanks, another mm. great, another great man in the lineup. Well, we were having we were, we were having memories, so we were going on about play acting. So, oh, we were going on about play acting, and um, how it's definitely coming into the game. You saw the, the Munster fella go down when Harvey Skinner absolutely levelled him. Great tackle. And um, people were saying, oh, it's new in the game. And I was like, well, actually, 20 years ago, we played Harlequins. George Davis had plantar fasciitis, and it was really flaring up in the game. So um, physio at the time was Dave Mack, put a load of tomato sauce on a, uh, a towel, put it on his head, and went, blood, sir. And the ref went, yeah, get him off. And we ran off. And um, they gave him a painkiller injection in his foot. And it came back on, and their physio went, oh, do you want a hot dog with that? Like, and everyone was laughing, because they knew what had happened. But it was the only way we could get him off the pitch. True story. And Shane Kingsland once didn't go to the bathroom and had to run off after a scum to go to the bathroom. I remember that one as well. Yeah, I, I, you know, he made the right decision because I played a game against Plymouth with Oral and I should have gone to the bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, and I actually God. said to my captain, mate, I've done something. And he went, yeah, it's a big game, in it? I went, no, I actually have. <laughs> <laughs> 3,000 people at uh, Beacon Park. Oh, lad, I'm bricking myself, but yeah. not bricking. Yeah, literally, <laughs> mate. Went, yeah, it's a big game. Yeah. No, no, I actually have. Brilliant. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh, So, oh, crikey, we keep going off. So, yeah, total domination of uh Oh, mate, absolutely uh, never minutes. in doubt. Munster, I mean, they was, they just got battered, didn't they? I mean, they just thought, we got no chance here. Chiefs are killing us. Have you got any good Munster stats for us? Well, Exeter's record against Irish sides has been generally dreadful. Yeah. Um, you could argue that that might be to do with the nationality of the rest we normally get for the Irish games, mm -hmm. possibly. Wow, big statement. Go on then, could, elaborate. You could oh, do. Go on then. Hang on a minute, glove up, here we go. Oh, so the, oh, I'm feeling feisty. <laughs> so, so the two previous wins against Irish sides, um, one of which was the last time we played Munster in the two-legged last six, last quarter, quarter final or whatever it was a couple of years ago. It was a real damp, at Sandy Park, yeah. the real damp squib where it was like, we're all, it was like, yeah. The Stuart Hogg drop goal was the only notable yeah. event, wasn't it? Um, and the other one was Ulster mm -hmm. uh, in a game where it got so foggy at half time, we genuinely lost sight of the far side of the ground. Mm -hmm. And that was Nigel Owens refereeing. So, but then actually you look up the record Chiefs did against the South African sides last year and against, we've always done all right against the other Celtic side, so it's probably just at the other <laughs> South side. South African Celtic side. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. rugby union's so stupid <laughs> now, isn't it? So what, what, what's what's the point about the ref? What, what you, so two I, Welsh I refs? I, no, I think it's the, it, I think with the French referees, we've not fared. They've not fared that well in the past. We don't adapt, or we we didn't adapt to the. And you said it last week that it's very different. Uh, and I remember saying to Stino years ago, it's like I said, oh, we just can't win in France. It seems it's like it's that adaption to the referee, yeah. the change of uh, of law, and this young side don't seem to have that. Uh, inability, as in they just seem to be able to react to, or, or they're being prepped better. Yeah, like it, it is different because, like we did, we touched on it last week. But the the thing is, is I, I think you you've got to work out quite quickly that you're going to have different referees and mm. they do referee differently. We we play quite a clean brand of rugby, and as referees, we we encourage that, and the teams know exactly what they that is expected of them around breakdowns and and things like that. So you're only talking about fine nuances. When different referees come in that operate in different leagues the breakdown becomes very different. And you can see that in the playing styles of some of the other teams as well. There's a lot more mess in there. There's a lot more sort of allowing balls to turn and then turn again and turn back over again. 
Whereas the Premiership were quite linear in this, in that there is an expectation. We have told you these standards for many, many years now, and we stick by those. So there's there's quite a consistency over yeah, that. People swim up malls, terrible. You, you've got real bee in your bonnet about I, that. I, I, it's it never really going to change. Upsets me. Really upsets me. It has to change. It has to change. Continue with your stats. So, yeah, so we never ne- the record against Irish teams was, was pretty poor, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't help when those Irish teams have mostly been Leinster. Yeah, true. In in defence of it, but that that's the first time we. That's only the third time we've beaten an Irish next to have beaten an Irish side. Wow, that's the highest score they've had against an Irish side, yeah. the thirty-two points. Um, so it's only the second time we've even got got the four tribes. But the, 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 the thing is, the Irish sides that they sort of match the Chiefs for what's going on, which is mm. a very disciplined, very attritional rugby. And they're 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 all working off the same hymn sheet, so it becomes very difficult to use a sort of particularly Munster. Yeah, uh, you look at the four previous extra Munster games. Mm. It's been certainly the the two at Sandy Park have been nothing in it. The first game over in Munster was nine yeah. seven, wasn't it? Yeah. it was, there was it was just two sides. Yeah, that were pretty that, much. And there was that game where that we were going for it, and we threw that line out to the back, and Billy Holland or whatever his name was won it right at the tail. Yeah. Where it was like, why did we call that? All we need to do is win the line out, and we're going to maul them over. Yeah, I remember so, that. So I think with those, that's kind of that the, mag- the magnitude of those two wins that they've had the last two weeks. It, it's um, I, I don't know could, if this side it, quite realise what could, they've achieved. Could it really. be? But that's the point. Could could the the the, 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 the fearlessness of youth oh, in this completely. team? Because if you, if you, the, the, there's something about having the senior players that go, we can do this. It's amazing. But then if you've got a group of guys that are just fearless and go, do you know what? Let's have a go and see. Because Daffy Jenkins afterwards, he's like, look, we all believe in each other. We go into every yeah. game thinking we can win, and there isn't the the knocks and the bangs where senior pros are like, oh, mate, we're playing Leinster. You know, that's tough. Well, Everyone's when, going, let's get it. Let's hoe into them and see what happens. A dozen points down. Yeah. 20 minutes to go if, against if, Munster if, if, in a European got, Cup If you've got game. an old head on the pitch, he's going, right, lads, damage limitation. Let's yeah, go exactly. for the losing bonus. Let's hope we can scrape Whereas you've got Daffy Jenkins pulls out his flashing blade and goes, right then, boys, let's have a go. And, and they absolutely pile it Because that's him. exactly the way he talks. Uh, how many turnovers were there in the game? Do you know? I don't, off the top of my head. All right. Let's, 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 let's get right. Why is this? Like, I'm I'm definitely on the spectrum. If, have you got a level, a level of autism that has got you just getting all of these stats? What, why are you so deep into the stats? Because they're amazing, and I love your... So, like, when you put your stuff out, it's like, I actually want to see your stuff more than the match preview, because it's like, that's so interesting. So my I'm, my job, my day job, is yeah. I'm a data analyst, I'm a stat, statist. So you, 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 so live what, you do what you love. It's, it's entirely my life. It all comes from um, my real sports cricket. Yep. That, oh, well, cricket stats from... Days. When I was about ten or eleven, I was doing the cricket stats for my dad's cricket club. Yeah, you know, doing the averages by hand. We didn't have spreadsheets, you know, and so it was all that sort of stuff. That's probably why I chose data analysis, you yeah. know, stats, whatever you want to call it, as a career. Mm-hmm. I've been really lucky that I'm paid. Someone has stupidly paid me for the last eleven years to watch rugby and watch the rugby team that I would probably be paying to watch mm-hmm. on the other side of the ground. Mm-hmm. Um. Sitting in the press box on a Saturday. So, are you employed by Opta or whatever? So, yeah, now Oval Insights, we are right, the, okay. the rugby thing. So, yeah. my job on a Saturday is very, very limited in terms of what I have to do from a data perspective, which mm-hmm. is great. I'm there really as a safeguard nowadays in case everything Smack fails. Bang in the middle of the West Grandstand, nice yeah. and high. Yeah, yeah, it was on the half line, it, halfway line. Yeah, best seat, best seat in the house. How do they figure out meters gained? Are you aware? When they say, oh. I heard that they draw a line on the piece of paper. Yeah. Genuine. And then, then somehow do it like it's, a, a it's done scale. On a, it's done on a good computer mouse, basically. You click two points. So when he's got the ball and when yeah. he's been tackled. Or... Yeah. And it, he's... I've seen I, them do it live. When you've we seen, the... there's, like, there's lads used to go... When, you, when your stats had come in after a match, you'd be like, you've, you've made... It was like... Um, it was one of the four. It was one of the props, and he'd had like six carries for minus three meters, and, and he was absolutely losing his head in the changing room. Like this is not true, and he he wanted to get show me the video. I'll figure. So it is done with like a set square. It's why I've got really good contact uh, photos of me taking because I move so slowly. The photographer's got loads of time to move his camera, align it, and take the get, shot. Get the easel exactly. out. Just, <laughs> Dunstan, Dunstan, Dunstan's, Dunstan's good is when he's on the upstride and all the flab moves up. He looks yeah. really athletic. <laughs> and we played this game. At, 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 
King's Home, um, Armed Forces versus, um, who was it against? I've forgotten. Gloucester and England Legends. Gloucester and England Legends. And Dunstan is carrying the ball and he's got like uh, Rob Fiddler at his feet and there's Ed Pierce coming across and he's throwing a fend and he's on the uplift and he looks like the most athletic man because he's got, he's got quite dainty legs so his knees are up in the air. He's like, every photo of me on the downstroke, I look horrendous and Dunstan looks like bloody Superman. Moving at one mile an hour, which then, is why he had loads of time to take the perfect the, shot. The ultimate ignominy was the next year, Keith Senior invited Ian back and not me. <laughs> yeah, that's also a true story. Yeah, wow. Ian, you were great. Come back next year. That one Bentley, he's no good. Yeah. He never played. I know. I was very lucky, and you got me into that. Another great thing that you brought me into oh, in your life. And, what yeah, else, Trevs? A what great else, experience. But, so, uh, uh, no, right. So, hang on, hang on. Right, it's Christmas special. Have we got a Christmas quiz? Should we, we move on to off the field Christmas quiz? Have yeah. we got one? Yes. Yeah, we've got a Christmas quiz. Oh, my God. Right, so is this fast on the buzzer, or are we going to write down our answers? No, just shout it out. Shout it out. Shout it out, okay. Gonna right, I'm going to win this. We, I've got a prize as well. Oh, mate, I'm definitely going to win this. What's the prize? You'll find out if you win. It's a surprise prize. Oh, Coxie. Oh, Coxie. Coxie. It's going to be a calculator, Dame of the isn't it? No, no, Dame it's, of the it's, realm. It's a, Dame of the Realm doesn't want to partake unless she knows what it is. Yeah, I want to know what I'm aiming for. The, oh. the, it's edible. It's... Oh, brilliant. I mean... I nearly, I almost nearly got my tattoo yesterday. I was in Bristol and I've ex- explained to the bloke that I've got to do this, but Faye wants to find the, the font. And uh, he goes, oh, my, my mate's a tattooist. I said, see if he's got space now. I'll get, I'll get, because I'm having Dame Sarah Cox MBE tattooed on my body. You nearly got it on Saturday night as well. Daz, Bobby Dazzler. Yeah, I said to him, if, you've got a, if yeah. he's got a tattoo, I'll get it done. He'll do it. I don't believe you're going to do gonna it. I'm going to go to the quiz. I don't believe it. Right, quiz. Let's go. Okay, we've got five questions. Yep. First question. There's four extra Chiefs men's players who've played a thousand minutes so far this season in all competitions. Right. Who are they? Henry Slade, Ethan Roots. Ethan Roots. Hey, hey, what? how can you see that far? I can't read that. Oh, you are. I can't read that. Henry Slade, Ethan Roots, and I've done two. You've done one. Oh, uh, it's going. To Roots Tom is Wyatt. not one. Roots is not one of them. Tom Wyatt. Ethan Roots has not done. No, he's nine eight five or something like that. Wow. Tom right. Wyatt. Skinner. Skinner and Wyatt. Oh, Coxie gets two, Ian gets one, I get one. Coxie takes that point. <laughs> I'll take it. Listen to that witch's cackle. <laughs> yeah. Question two. Yeah. This is a good one. And this is. This Finally. You've yeah, well done. Yeah, so yeah. Dave, I can't Dave just realised he has to lift because Bricktop's got his mega specs on. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Oh, he's got his, he's, I can see him Where's zooming. I'm, I'm just pleased my handwriting's that good. Okay. Um, it's, it's never normally that good. Um, and this is more like the stats I hey, like. As a, when you when you talk when you read stories to your daughter, she falls. You've got the loveliest voice. Oh, thank you. It's you very have, calming, isn't, isn't it? it just? Yeah. I've gone from being hyper scouse, angry about everything, to just like it's really nice. <laughs> you you should read a story on calm. That, that'll be a clip. I'll be just yeah. playing at home <laughs> continually. Uh, question when, two. When come on, get on with it. Go on. Question two. Um, so only one team this season has scored an odd number of points against Exeter Chiefs. In those ten, in ten Premiership and Champions Cup games, who was it? Newcastle, Sale, Leicester, Quinns, no, Northampton, no, Saracens, no, Munster, no, Premiership, no, or the Premier, Champions Cup, Premiership or Champions Cup, oh. Was it? Oh. Well, Bristol, no, who no. <laughs> haven't we said? Yeah, like Northampton. <laughs> the the tenth no, answer, that. I think that we're missing for is Bath. Oh. So, oh. Oh, we, we don't we forget about Bath? They yeah. don't exist. They're actually playing well. Fair play to Bath. They could they could be contenders this year. Well, they've got a million reasons why, haven't they? Yeah, no, Finn Russell has. Yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Finn, Finn Russell's got a million reasons why. It's, yeah. it's looking dangerously like they might not mess it up this year as well. Mm. Mm. And they were favourites to uh, to jar, uh, to take on RJ Simon, weren't they? And now he's off to Leinster. Simon. Simon, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. Well, Turncoat. Yeah, that is ridiculous. I saw that's, like, that's like playing for Everton, then moving to Liverpool. They got really upset that we, you, you know, we grew and, up by birth not supporting one and, or the other. The f- but it's the fact they've rehabbed him like through two ACLs and they say it's just, just to really see him off. off. But anyway, yeah, all, Christian. Like, all on the IRF, uh, Irish Rugby Union, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. All same pay packet. Yeah. Um, who's Chiefs' leading try scorer in all competitions this season? Tom Wyatt. No. Right, that's your guess done. Coxie and me have got a guess each. Top I was surprised scorer. by this answer. I'm gonna say Aaron Painter. Ian, you no, can't have two guesses. He can have as many wrong guesses. No, as he wants. he's not. He so wrong. we all have a guess each, yeah. and then and then we'll come back to the to, to round two of guessing answers. So I'm I think it's a forward. I'm Jack Yendel. I'm, Yet to score this season. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought um, I was low for shot. When I said Jack, you know, oh, I meant on. Henry Slade. I didn't cut this. Is, is it not that Emily Titosi is up there? I'm going to say... Yeah, I've only done it for the men, I'm afraid. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say Jack, Jack Vermeulen. No. no. Oh. That's too obvious. Oh. Not Henry Slade it's either. A for, it's a forward, isn't it? And tell it's a forward. forward. I think it's going to be a prop. Scored on scored the weekend. Um, Crazy Dan, the hooker. No. No. Oh, come on. Who scored on the weekend then? Um, well, it wasn't, it's not ha- it wasn't uh, done because that was his first, no, it wasn't done. His first time he caught a ball. Who else scored on the weekend? I honestly can't think who scored the try. It wasn't Slady. It's not Slady. Vincent. No, it was a forward. Vincent. Ross He's Vincent. Vincent. scorer. Vos Vincent. Eight tries. Eight. Oh, because you're doing the Premiership Rugby Cup at the he beginning. He scored a hat-trick in the Premiership Rugby oh. Cup. Oh, that doesn't count. Yes, it does. That it absolutely does. That doesn't count. Mate, he was wearing the shirt, wasn't he? So he had no right to score the try he scored. No. And, and if I was playing, I'd still be angry at the ref because I felt it, they had hands around the ball. Coxie, don't be too upset because you chose someone who hasn't scored a try this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm supporting Jack. Support okay. local. Yeah, whatever. But yeah. Right, um, that, so no one got that? No so one got is, that. This is now question four, isn't it? Question four. Oh, so Coxie's lead. If, Cox, if no one gets this, Coxie wins. Um, or at least draws. Question four or five, though, because we've, okay. we've still got yeah, the last yeah, one. Yeah. Um, how many try scorers have the men had this season in all competitions? Just 20. 26. 21. 19. 27. Oh, oh yes! Coxie takes oh, it out! Yes. Okay, this is for the, the silver medal. No one wants the wooden spoon. Final so, question. She nearly punched me in the face with I that. I did, yeah. Well, go on. So, question five. I mean, that's ridiculous. 27 scribes. You're only yep. 15 on a pitch at a time. And there's some really notable non-try scorers so Jack Yandel's not scored this mm-hmm. season um, Lewis Pearson's not yet scored this season oh, man, it's the I'm only the, thing he I'm hasn't done of the Lewis matter, yeah, fan exactly. club. Um, Hawkins hasn't scored Woodburn hasn't scored yeah. knowing that Johnny Gray is going to leave the club at the end of the year I reckon that Rob Baxter will do with Rob Baxter Where's and not he, pick yeah. him again he's 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 definitely won't. There's, no, there's no way he's going to play now I think with Lewis no. Pearson playing like he's as long as Pearson and Tuima keep up their levels of performance I don't see a way back for him he picked him at six this week yeah that's and he played well. He he's did. brilliant, isn't he? He's just just everything he does is just good. It's, it's no, grey-esque no, in a way. No, it's not because he wears his socks around his ankles, and rugby players always that. have their socks to their knee. Yeah, that's one thing that you should really annoy me about Nolsey. And all of these lads with their bloody performance socks and their sock sleeves, which is just another. Oh, I have those. Oh god, <laughs> do you wear socks? Do you wear sock sleeves? Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. For, well, for the uninitiated, imagine cutting the the, the foot off your sock. No, that's and you what wear you do. A sleeve and then. Took your sock we on. aren't as advanced in the referee world, so we've got real like what you'd find in Sports Direct at the basement of right. of like socks. So that's what normally what we get given. So I cut the bottoms off and have better socks. Yeah, but we've, I've landed you a, a, a bit of stash from Canterbury. They should be looking out for you now. They should be sorting you out. Well, they don't do socks because we get sponsored by Gilbert. Oh, <laughs> oh so Gilbert! You, you put socks underneath your Gilbert socks because the nylon count and the Gilbert ones isn't. Oh, good. because you don't because you don't because they've convinced people that you don't slip out. No one slipped out of their boots for a hundred years. No, I did. I did. I je- but we're not going to go into this. I did slip out my boots when I didn't have the grip socks on. But anyway, that's that's. Like, okay, carry okay, on right. with your so last fu- question. Oh, I'm on for Cox a win. I'm on for a win. <laughs> She's trying to divert us off and then divert us back on again. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to take you by surprise. You're not living in my head, rent free. Go on. Then. Go. So there's only two possible scores under fifty that Chiefs men haven't scored since promotion in 2010. They are. That's in 450 games in all competitions. There's two. Possible scores under fifty they're yet to get. It's one of them's forty nine. Am I correct with that? You are correct. Because no, I, I remember you always say could Chiefs get their forty nine and forty five. Um, the other one's three. Is it three? No. You just got zero. Either oh, zero. Forty nine zero. Oh wow. Forty nine zero. really difficult. So hang on, Chris. Chris got that score as well. So it's equals Chris and. Well, Sarah. no, I won, Sarah. didn't I? I think it, no, I think oh. it's three two. And I didn't get any. What do I get? Yeah. What did she get? There's a bottle of homemade chilli sauce in the... Oh, oh no yes. way! Yes. I love chilli sauce! Uh-huh. Uh, let's, right, we'll try it now. You want to try it now? Live on air. Oh, wow. Oh, here he goes. He's so excited about this. I, I, hang on, you need to ask him. <laughs> yeah, you have, have your own bag. In 2023, you've got to ask permission to handle someone's <laughs> yeah. bag. That's why I it just You don't know really... what's in there. Oh, look at that. Oh, is this strong? Wow. I really hope this is strong. Stato's hot sauce. Oh, stop here. Scotch it... bonnet sauce right. with, ma- get off. with mango, pineapple, Ooh, courgette, fruity. carrot, and lime. You're trying it now. Oh, mate, man of many talents. 
Oh, that was... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Marks and Spencer's advert. <laughs> right, come on, live in, finger in. Oh. Oh. On, I hope this is really hot. Right, let's see the reaction. Oh, dear God. Is it warm? <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> is it warm? <laughs> This is, oh. this is why I wanted to do it to see how Here, you can have that. <laughs> <To> see how, <laughs> is it warm? There you go. That you needs proper, to come with a, a proper warning. Spice freak? I knew this was that. I knew you were going to. Not do really. That. We just grew far too many chillies this year. Oh, so. right, yeah. Yeah. oh have you got a little small hole in it? Are you, are you? No, just a greenhouse. No, oh, okay. you like spicy things. I don't. <coughs> That's why I made you do it live on air. It was about that much you had, wasn't it? Yeah, Dunstan, even if it hurts him, he won't let it show. No, but he'll tell you he's the like, he's like look oh, at him. He's nothing to me. I'm a Viking, I am. I am a Viking. Yeah. There you go. No, you're not. You're Couldn't have a lot of that. You're son of the sea. You're Poseidon. You know, sorry, Poseidon. That's really nice. I like that. That's a, that's got a real nice. That's mellow amazing. Chili. Not like the way that the dame just reacted. Like someone had shot her. Listen. O- overacting in rugby. Overacting in refereeing. Wow. Wow. You went there. Ebenezer straight wow. in with the. Just remind me what level you referee at again. Anyway, carry oh, on. Stop Hang it. on. Let's you just say we have the same referee qualification. There's only one. <laughs> there is only one. No, no. Ah, uh, Coxie. There is. Do you no, apologise now? No, because no, I oh, did no, mine earlier. Because I saw there was the. You, you're not on the national panel, and um, Hollywood's just been promoted to the national panel. She has. So you're not on the national panel, so she's better than you. Yeah. We know she's better than me. I'm just saying we've got the same qualification. But you're not. No, on. I don't think you do. No, genuinely, okay. I don't. Because I did it so long ago. Anyway, we don't need to talk about referee. Okay, Who cares? Right. Look, Christmas special. Um, I was going to throw it out, but we've had a good chat today. So it's whether we, do we want, do we want to do favourite rugby stories or should we just have a quick chat about RG Snyman? Fra- we don't, do we need to talk about in the bin? <coughs> RG Snyman. Just no, we want to do. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I want to do favourite ground to ever visit. What is that anyway? Uh, they're rehabbed in all three sorts through all sorts of injuries. Uh, not really played. Played four games, five games, something stupid. And now he's going to the biggest uh, competition, Leinster, for a undisclosed sum. Both paid for by the IRFU because that's how they're funded. Uh, there was, there, but to be honest with you, I, I've listened to the Egg Chasers and they made a really valid point that now that Jean Klein is qualified for South Africa, you can't have two South African second rows in one team. Because the, the the whole point of the Irish pyramid is to produce Irish players, so you want to mm. have you can absolutely have uh, the greyhound, but you got to have a Jack Russell growing next to it that's going to be important for for Ireland. So you, you don't want to have two South African second rows in your team. You can have a South African second row putting his arm around an Irish second row, mm-hmm. and he's developing the Irish second row to be better. Oh, yeah. that's okay. a good idea, but, isn't it? So so, so we quite like RG Snyman. He's a good bloke yeah. to have around, but we need to move him to um, to Leinster, a, another club, and Leinster have had him. Now the only thing for me is I'd have said put him in Connor or put him in. Ulster or something but. not not the main competition anyway so we'll go back to you favourite ground for you to visit as an away game as a player I'll start with mine mine's Topsham because from Exmouth to Topsham we then have the tour to Topsham so you have to get there you have a £10 push bike and you have to ride from Topsham back to Exmouth via every single pub you can go to uh, it's amazing you end up in hedges you end up all sorts I once ran over Tom Barnard pitch black he's a prop massive uh, fell off his bike couldn't see him straight over him like a speed bump ended up in the hedge uh, all sorts of carnage stories amazing I love, I love that idea that a £10 is, bike that is solid that, that is, is that is a very good way of doing lovely. things I love that and it's an unbelievable cycle oh. path to, to Topsham to Exmouth I've got sorry I've got to throw oh, in the, I've got, got to throw in up. a local rugby absolute Boil over, Tony Yap's Taunton Titans uh, only went and beat uh, Plymouth Albion. Oh. Bottom bottom of the league, Taunton Titans playing Plymouth at um, Beacon Park, Veritas Arena, I think they call it now, and they um, they beat. Wow. Yeah, one hell of a result. Yappy, nice. they, they they clung on in there. Yappy Yappy did the Macket War. Um, which is a the old school. Just they just made a fight of it, and, yeah. they said, and and they were they were shorn of four of their best five carriers the week of the game. One of them was at a wedding, couple injured, one was unavailable, and they 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 were going into it going, don't think we've got a team here. Yeah, and they just made an absolute battle of it, and and the the, the doubts st- stuck in. A couple of calls went wrong for the, for Plymouth. Plymouth lost their way a bit. And it, it, Albion's drive for the title has been dented no end. And Albion's this, yeah. fight for survival has this, been reignited. National is, one never fails but to oh, deliver. I know. And this is like um, Ealing, London, Scottish not so long ago. Mm. Ealing, top of the table, London, Scottish, well and truly bottom of the table. And London, Scottish beat, beat Ealing at home. Mm. F- uh, phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal. The, uh, yeah, the... the the giants were knocked a little bit. Yeah. So, was, yeah, there's some, some good results going on at the moment. 
Um, and so Brad, Brad's looking at me, he's twitching, he's had enough, he's got a Labrador at home. And he, oh, what's, oh, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, well, hang on, has anybody got any other business? Well, we I, said away games, my, did my tour, have you got one or not? No, little, uh, little mention oh, um, to your lads down at Cornish Pirates, they're their game abandoned uh, against Eden. Oh, yeah, the chap had a head yeah, knock, Yeah, he? he had a head knock and I think some seizures as well, so right. he went off to hospital. He's now been discharged. So, all good. Yeah, all, 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 uh, all well wishes to those, mm-hmm. those guys at the moment. Yeah, okay. Uh, my favourite ground... To be honest, I always, I really always used to enjoy playing at Bedford. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I quite like the difficulty of the slope. I like the fact that they had a knowledgeable and, and committed crowd. You always had three and a half thousand or they so. They always have a very had, good crowd. They had, very um, good. They, had, they had a young lad who had, he had some learning difficulties. He'd stand there and he'd go, oh, Junior Paramount's going to get you. Oh, he's going to get you. And you'd, you'd stand and have a chat with him for a bit. He was lovely. And one day they made him the mascot. So he's like a fully grown man and the mascot's kick came amazing. out holding a hand. And the other thing at Bedford that I used to love was they had massive bubble baths that were brilliant. And you could, you could sit and have a bath after and have a good crack. So it was good ground. Always used to play well against Bedford. And there was an occasion at the county ground. I was always a bit of a mouthy bloke. And we played against Bedford at the county ground. And Junior Paramore stamped on my head and got sent off. And he did it because I'd been winding him up all game. And Rudy Strowley asked if I'd write a letter saying it was an accident. And I wrote a letter to the RFU saying, uh, Junior Paramore stamped on my head by accident. There was no malice, blah, blah, blah. And he got like a 10-week ban reduced to five. And uh, and then I went to Bedford and Rudy Strowley came to me and went, thank you so much for that. He was this massive dude and his hand engulfed mine. The only person whose hand engulfed mine the same was Dave Ewers. So I was oh, like, yeah. I was... he's doing well at the moment for Ulster, isn't he? Oh, mate, what about their tap penalties? Whoa! Did we see the Ulster tap penalty systems? No. Running onto the ball. So one of them, the scrum like half, the under 15s. So so the, the the man Brad's giving me the face. This bloke runs flat out and Cooney, the scrum half, just taps it up in the air. So the bloke runs flat out and catches it, flat out, runs straight in, and then he's literally on the try line, they pick and go and score. Then the next one they throw it across to Ian Henderson. He does what we used to call at Exeter Chiefs the big red. Well done, Simon Jenkins. The, the, Simon Jenkins is like um, Danny DeVito to Daffy Jenkins, Arnold Schwarzenegger as twins, the Jenkins boys that have played for Exeter. But um, I'm big saying red, that, pick the ball up, no, turn your no, back to so him. So they pass to Ian Henderson, he turns his back. As yeah. soon as the bloke touches him, they bind them all on him and just skittle him through, score a try. Ooh, wow. No, they, I have not seen but that. But they they, their line out wasn't going well, so they just went to these tap penalty routines and all of them worked. As and long as they Fra- push straight, they're all right in Chris. And yeah. Stadfron said it. No, just watch Malls. Well, don't come around don't the side. Watch Malls. I have to referee right. favorite them. ground. Coxy favorite ground. Uh, Northampton Saints. Unbelievable ground. Love it. It's uh, yeah. I love the crowds. I love the the ground itself. Yeah, that's one of my faves. Okay, Dave. Um, Jersey. <gasps> Jersey. Oh, curveball. Ooh, that's curveball. a curveball. And that's like that's like limited edition collector set. No one can go there again because. Yeah. Have you ever paddled a canoe there? Oh God! Don't start Not this again. Way, no. Don't no, don't okay. answer so that. So are we all? Are we all pretty much? Uh, any other business? Are we all happy with? Because I've got one. It's our Christmas special, and I think we should play us out. I've got really good hands, and I brought my keyboard in with me, and I was going to play some music. Ian, I've heard that you're quite good. Are well, you sure you can play the keyboard? Yeah, yeah of course you can. Mate, when, look at the size of my hands. We, this, we went to the sort of school. I've got an older brother and a younger sister. Um, my older brother was given um, the guitar to play because good for him. My younger sister, the clarinet. I was obviously a bit of a Pratt at school as well so mum and dad thought what can we give him so I was taught the flute which requires discipline and patience which is obviously something that I don't have whatsoever so maybe you know I can play the flute well, I'll, I'll, I'll come the in on the flute or... don't you mean the recorder no no you... mine was the flute right. but I'll we've come... only got a recorder today so I'll, I'll have come to in, do the recorder I'll come in on the keys but what I'd like to do is say that Merry Christmas to everyone have a great time Dave thank you so much for coming in can a round thank of applause you, Dave. for staff Dave we'd like to have you back in um, and more chilli sauce more chilli sauce right I'm just gonna just crack my knuckles get ready okay Right, ready, let's go. standard I'm expecting. <laughs> this has been Two Locks and a Cox Christmas special. 
I think we're going to cut Ian off because he's dying a death. Yeah, thank you, Ian. That's the end of that. Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X. Communicate, media and presentation training and team building. Develop your personal brand and learn how to promote your organisation effectively in the media with a one-day course at Radio X's studios in Exeter. Or we can come to you. We'll help you build your profile, tackle a crisis and perform to your potential. Media and presentation training and team building from X-Communicate.